When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's day 29 of 30 days of Beyond the Grid. And for the first time in 2024, it's race week. Well done, everyone. We've nearly made it to the new season. 2024 is going to be a big year for Mercedes for many reasons, and not least because it's Lewis Hamilton's last season with the team. The seven-time world champion is joining Ferrari in 2025. It's a big blow to a team that has won just one race since the end of the 2021 campaign and is under pressure to regain the performance that saw them win eight Constructors' titles in a row from 2014. Lewis's departure will undoubtedly leave a void at Mercedes. They've achieved phenomenal, record-breaking success together. And I have no doubt that technical director James Allison will miss working alongside Lewis, having built a strong relationship with him since their hilarious and heartwarming first encounter in the Mercedes garage. My introduction to Lewis was unusual to say the least, but it was revealing about him in a way that has had an important bearing on our his and my relationship since. So my, my first encounter with him as an employee of Mercedes was in the first winter test of 2017. And we'd been introduced in the morning, shaken hands, and uh, made the sort of looking forward to working with you type noises. And then he'd gone off to do his thing. I'd gone off to do mine. And we didn't, we didn't bump into each other until mid-morning of that day where he had clambered out the car because we were doing something to it. And I was stood in the garage looking at some telemetry. And he walked over me, to me, I think, just to be friendly. The run before, he'd been going around the track and he'd had quite a big moment in turn four where the back had come loose and he'd kept his foot down and caught it and carried on. And he came up to me and said, hey, did you, see, did you see that moment in turn four? And I was thinking, well, I sort of know the form here. You know, drivers, are, drivers like to be told how cool and brave they are. And they are quite cool and brave in many ways. You know, they do do things that the rest of us would probably want to, a good old sit down afterwards. And they, they put it straight away to the back of the head and they push on. So I, I sort of know the deal that you, you, you need to say, yeah, that was massive. Um, wow. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but equally, I didn't, want, I didn't want my first interaction with Lewis to be a sort of fawning one. And so I rather unwisely said, yeah, I did see it. But the thing that, the thing that always amazes me about you fuckers is that you come back for more of it the next lap. And in my mind, that was a sort of way of acknowledging in an indirect way that they are unusual people, that they do a, da a dangerous thing, 
that they immediately put it out of their head and they come back around and do it more. But I, I wanted to say it in a way that didn't say like, oh, you're so cool. But it was like, there's something a bit wrong with you guys. That was what was going on in my head. But Lewis's face just... <laughs> was he on the same page or not? No, not at all. He just like, his face just fell. He looked sort of very surprised at me, turned on his heel and sort of walked off in the opposite direction. And I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> He's not quite getting me. Um... And a little bit later in the day, well, towards that evening, Toto came up to me and said, ah, yeah, uh, James, Lewis said you were pretty rude to him earlier. And I knew what he was talking about, um, but I also knew I hadn't been rude. I might have been ill-judged, but I wasn't rude. I make ill judgments. And I said, okay, I know what that was. I wasn't trying to be rude. I'll put it right. Don't worry. I'll go and have a chat with him. We didn't have an opportunity to talk to each other for the for the next day or so. And the first time we did come across each other was back in the factory. And he and I sort of bumped into each other and I and we sort of said, should we go downstairs for a coffee down in the in the canteen? Bit of an atmosphere or not? Um, it was clear that both of us wanted to just clear the deal air. with this. Because yeah. Toto, Toto absolutely would have said, Lewis, there's no harm in him. Don't He's just got a potty mouth. You, do, you don't need to worry about that. Um, and so it was, it, was, it was just necessary to to put it straight, not that there was going to be a row. And it was an opportunity to sit in a relaxed way. So we'd go sit downstairs and I I sort of explained where I was coming from and said, but don't worry, you know, I won't do it again. And he said, no, oh, no, no, don't don't fret, you know, carry on being you. It was just a weird thing to have as the first thing that someone ever said to you. And I thought, yeah, it probably was. But what what then surprised me, and this is, this is really the part of the story that, you know, is properly revealing of Lewis, is that he he said to me, look, I haven't had a chance to say until now, but I just want to say how sorry I was about your wife, who had sadly died um, six or eight months earlier. And he said, I, you know, I'm truly, truly sorry. That's a terrible thing. And that completely caught me by surprise in a very welcome way, because a death of anyone you love is, is a massive thing. And it it runs around your head. It still runs my, around my head today. I, there will not be 10 minutes of my life where I haven't thought of Becca since then. And it runs around your, ha- your head continually. And it's a lonely sort of world where you're thinking about this pain and very few other people even remember that it happened, still less have the courage to acknowledge it and say it because there's a lot of difficulty and embarrassment around am I going to upset the person is it is it wrong is it right um but it's it's lovely when someone does have the courage to do that because it's an acknowledgement of a loss that matters to you more than anything in the world and it's a less lonely world when someone does acknowledge that so and and it's certainly not what you expect from a driver so it caught me by surprise and I said no thank you and he, he sort of said I don't know if it's something you want to talk about or not but I'm, I just needed to say it and I told him what I just told you about the fact that it's lovely when people do and he he took the conversation on a little bit and said I hope that you find some way of learning to live with it and I hope that in good time you'll eventually find happiness again in the future which is a lovely thing to say and absolutely again not not where I was expecting to be on a Monday morning in a canteen in a Formula One team talking to a Formula One driver who are not generally the most sensitive of souls, I was deeply grateful to it. But I was also aware that probably ought to find a way to bring it to a a close in a grateful sort of way. And I said, well, I, I would dearly hope so too. But 
that happy future that you set out, that would require me to actually start talking to a girl, and I'm pretty rubbish at that. And uh, and he he looked at me and he smiled and he went, well, maybe just don't call them fuckers. <laughs> so, so that Uncle Lewis, yeah, that was not yeah. day naught of our relationship, but it was it was at the start, and it mattered a lot to me. And I think that just in a, in a small way that shows you. You know, there's no cameras, there's no microphones, there's no one to show off to. That's just him being considerate and and being emotionally literate in a way that people probably would not have anticipated. And it certainly enabled me to connect with him in the months and years since and, and one thing that I'm grateful for. What a lovely story. That killer line from Lewis still makes me laugh. I'm sure they'll both be eager to end Lewis's chapter with Mercedes on a high. And having worked at Ferrari during their most successful period with Michael Schumacher, James will appreciate why he wants to finish his career there. So that's day 29 done, which means there's just one more day to go in our countdown. And make sure you follow our other podcast, F1 Nation, because our 2024 season preview will be out later today. I'd love for you to join us as we discuss the biggest talking points and share our predictions ahead of the new season. And do drop by again tomorrow for the final instalment of 30 Days of Beyond the Grid, when I'll reveal who our first guest of the new series is. The first episode of the year is released this Wednesday, 28th of February. Don't miss it. Formula One is the greatest sport in the world. But there can be a lot to understand. Don't worry, we're here to help. I'm Katie Osborne. This is Christian Hugill. And welcome to F1 Explains. This is the official F1 podcast about how the sport really works. The drivers, the cars, the rules, the words, the risk takers, late breakers, and history makers that amaze and inspire us every race weekend. Hit like, follow or subscribe for new episodes every Friday as we answer your questions about F1 with the help of some very special guests. Oscar Piastri, welcome for your debut on F1 Explains. Thank you, thanks for having me. Double World Champion Mika Hakkinen, welcome to F1 Explains. That they could make up, what, what are you doing, man? <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? And by your side, a woman whose race strategy once made Sergio Perez cry. Guys. It's important for me to say tears of joy. Welcome back, Bernie Collins. Thank you so much. You've just not heard the crying ones from Lou's in the race. <laughs> Susie Wolf joining us here on F1 Explains. What a joy to have you. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me, Christian Hugill and Katie Osborne on the stage is Formula One legend David Coulthard. We'll be here across the 2024 season with current drivers and legends of the sport. Plus, insights and explanations from people you don't usually get to hear from, the unseen experts who are essential to Formula One. We need your question to put to our experts. Are you F1 Explains? <laughs> we are. I love your podcast. I love F1 Explains. <laughs> Christian, you feel, you feel. Oh my God. 
and Katie Osborne. Katie Osborne. Record it as a voice note on your phone, or you can write it in an email and send it to F1Explains at F1.com. Just search for F1 Explains wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll speak to you soon. Listener.